Hello and welcome to another Be Your Own Loud podcast. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. Today's guest is Andre Young. Now, he's an author of many, many books. He is a public speaker, and he is the founder of You Evolving Now. I'm super happy about interviewing him because of his life experience and how he's taken that life experience and turning in to an amazing program to help people really truly understand and accept their leadership. But we talk a lot more than just about leadership on this one. So welcome to the show, Andre. Be your own loud. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Matt. You guys are awesome. Thank you for allowing me to steal a little bit of your time today. Oh, you, you, I'm, I'm going to make you pay for this, my friend, because you got lots of wisdom up in that noggin, and I want to make sure that I pull it out. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you've become you know, this renowned speaker, the author of multiple books, and this great program, this Yen that you've created? <laughs> Well, it's a great question. And I tell people and I laugh and joke about this all the time. I can't believe that this is my life because I didn't plan it to be this way. I didn't want to write. I didn't want to speak. And now I can't stop writing books or shut up. So it's all worked out. But it wasn't the plan. I was a mental health therapist for about 19 years. uh, And I thought that I would retire doing that. Whatever I'm into, whatever I love, I'm a big nerd about it. And I, I, that was my thing. And about 15 years ago, I went through a divorce. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, I'm this guy that knew all of the right things to do and was living some of them, not all of them. And I find myself in this disarray. And I decided to keep my eyes wide open going through one of the biggest turmoils of my life. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, what was I doing great? What was I doing good? And what was I doing poorly? And I wanted to look everything head on because nothing was going to hurt more than the first time that I saw it and inspected it. And I knew that and I accepted that. So through that experience, I said, I wanted to create something for men. And I said, a lot of men are getting in trouble because they have nowhere good to go and no one good to do it with. So long story short, I started an organization, bumped into a friend in the grocery store. Hey, I'm going to be doing this. Started in my living room with a few friends and a few strangers, and it kept growing into cafes and conferences and then the women's division, college campuses, youth. And that was really how it took off. And I wanted to be like the hair club president and member, you know, I just wanted to be a part of the group and, and facilitate here or there as it continued to evolve. And when I had a point to make, I stood up. And as I stood up to make my point, the more and more I stood up, I never sat back down. Mm. Didn't mean to be a speaker, though. From a writing standpoint, I had a friend of mine. And again, this comes down to all leaders. And everybody can be a leader when and if you choose to be. Mm. Leaders marry the vision, not the path. So I married my vision of wanting to be of impact. And he said, well, you have this website and to get your SEOs up, and I still don't even fully know what SEOs are, to get them up, you're going to have to write. And I said, no, no, no. I'm coming out of mental health or I'm still in it at that time. I'm done writing. I don't want to write one more thing. But because I married the vision and not the path, then I married some of the things and committed to some of the things you don't always want to do in a marriage. Mm. So I set a timer out and I said, how long? Is it going to take me to write something? And at the time, it was 25 minutes. 
Now it's a little bit longer. And I said, I can do that three days a week. So I started doing that. And then all of a sudden that's become three books now with a fourth coming out next year. So that's really how being a professional speaker and author started. And then going into the corporate world saying, hey, this is what I do. At the time, I was really big on leadership and work-life harmony. Well, let me let me work-life harmony and personal growth, personal development. And they looked at me and they couldn't say this out loud because it sounds bad. But this is what they said. Well, that's nice. But what does this do for our people? And I realized at that time that they wanted leadership. But I said, oh, my goodness, Matt and you guys, I don't talk about leadership. And I went back and I looked at everything that I had written and videos that I had made. And I was already talking about leadership. I never said the word, though. And once I added the word leadership to my content, boom, it just continuously took off and has evolved over time. And now I'm just honored to get to wake up every day and impact the world and organizations and leaders and employees. Because, guys, I was the world's best employee at one point in time, says me. And I've been the world's worst employee at some times due to organizational change. I've been elevated to positions of leadership and not, and you think you know what you're doing because you're doing what you want. But when it doesn't match the people's receiving it deepest need, you're not leading. So I, I've been on both sides of a lot of things professionally and personally. And, you know, the content has come out of that and been able to help so many people. So that's really the story. And it was a lot of years coming. You know, it, was a, it was a good time. And I love doing what I do. I want to ask you about the word evolve. So your company, you evolving now, yeah. what does the word evolve mean to you or evolving? What, however you want to take that word. Evolve and evolving to me always symbolizes transitioning into something better, transitioning into something better that fits what's necessary and needed. So when life evolves, when animals have evolved, when people have evolved, it's because their surroundings have changed and they've evolved to it or they've evolved and the surroundings around them had to change. Something had to happen. It was always for the positive. So for me, the funny story about the name, You Evolving Now, it was Men Evolving Now, it was Men Evolving Now. I remember my daughter, my oldest daughter, she came to me and said, well, why don't you call it You Evolving Now? And at the time, I was always into the Men Evolving Now being men and things like that. I'm like, well, yeah, what's that? I don't like that. that yeah, and I just dismissed it. And then I really realized one day it hit me like a ton of bricks. This title was the best title that I can ever imagine. Because it's about you as a person and whether that's you encompassing you as a professional, a a mom, a dad, a husband, a wife, a person, you evolving, getting better in the way that you see fit, that that fits the people's deepest need around you. And now. It's not you evolving when you're motivated on a Monday. It's not you evolving when you're motivated January 1st or in the business world in Q1, 2, 3, or 4. It's now. So you evolving now is everything that I'm about in every day. And I hope that you are too, because we all can. Sure. Well, and I absolutely love it. And and we've had lots of guests on the show who talk about the importance of of accepting and embracing change, but you've done this for a long time. And especially, so you and I share a similar background. I, I was also a therapist. Of course, I was terrible at it. That's a totally <laughs> different story. But 
what stops people from wanting to evolve? What are you seeing are the main barriers to accept mm. and embrace that mm. evolution? Um, two things. That's a great question. Two things. One is busy. <laughs> Everyone in the world is their own definition of busy. And for some, it might be being an entrepreneur, starting a business, running around with their kids or elbow deep in a bag of chips. Whatever it is, that is their or your definition of busy. And so many of us will allow busy to beat us. Mm. Okay, busy doesn't mean better. You ever go to a restaurant and see the, the waitresses and waiters and people and the service people running around like a chicken with their head cut off? Doesn't mean the service is better. Doesn't mean the experience is better. It's busy. And that's what a lot of our internal lives and our minds look like because we let busy beat us. <laughs> so I think a lot of people don't evolve because of busy. And the other part is there are a lot of noble reasons to stop. So I'll have people reach out to me and say, I want to write like you, or I want to create content, or I want to start my own business, or whatever it is. And I guarantee you that life is going to throw a great reason for you to stop. Whether it's your mom getting sick, kids you know, getting older and having to be somewhere, you're in your 17th Zoom call of the day and you're working this first job or whatever it is, you're going to have great reasons to stop. The people who succeed in this world don't. They find a way to put their vision, their dream into their daily schedule. Not when the, the, the stars align and the clouds part and everything is perfect for us to do it and for you to do it. So at one point, as I talk about work-life harmony, not balance, we all have the same 24 hours in the day. And at one point, when you start a business, let's say that's your thing. When you start a business and I started mine, you don't make money at first. <laughs> That's the way it is. So I needed a job and I left therapy because I wanted a more flexible job that was going to allow me like a Monday or Tuesday off. Yeah. So I said, look, okay, I don't want to be doing this job. However, my why is more important than my what right now, because I know with Monday and Tuesday off and I can give those two days unabated. To my business, I'm not going to fail. I know I'm not going to fail. And also, when I get off of work, so when you get off of work, you know, uh, working that second job, look, I, I had three kids at that time in three different schools. I'm married. My life was way busy. Because I'm divorced and remarried, I know the importance of laying with my wife at night. So after the kids go to bed, now it's wife time, and I will snuggle up with her till about 1130 and say, okay. I went back downstairs to the office. And so doing something about that, every noble reason you have in the world, put your vision, your dream in your daily schedule and do something about it every day. And it's hard to fail. Hard, hard not I, to fail. I, I, I like how you just, what an interesting change of perspective from balance to harmony, because everybody talks about work-life balance and everybody's like, hell, I'm way out of balance. What is this person talking about? And you're talking about making it harmonious. How do you suggest that people do that? Well, for me, it's finding out what one, what's going to work for you. And it, there's something big that I share and I'll share it very quickly. Um, 
But for me, you got to know what works for you and then do it. And because you do it and it makes you better, people will keep giving you permission to do it. Sure. Okay. I don't say work-life balance because I believe that seeking that balance is going to stress you and us out more than anything else. When I was first starting off that business, I was working 16 hours a day. There was no balance in that. However, I had harmony in every role that I played because I was happy of who I was and what I was providing as a husband, as a father, as a person, and to my business. So the big things from a harmony standpoint, what I do is I talk about the five points of your day, and I'm going to go through them extremely fast because I do these in about an hour and a half, you know, (laughs) for places around the world. Yeah. Number one, what you consume when you first wake up in the morning. You want better harmony in your life? Be mindful of what you consume, not edibly. Okay. When you talk, please be healthy. Sure. Let's be healthy. Okay. But what you put in here, I know people that are waking up, going to the bathroom, looking at their emails, or they're waking up playing Candy Crush or scrolling. None of these things are helping, they're hurting. So, what we consume for me, I haven't had a bad morning since 2011. Oh. Because since 2011, I was going to bed coming up with a quote. And then I was waking up and posting content related to that quote or a video or a question every day. Hard to do that every day for that long and have bad mornings. I've had mornings I'd rather stay in bed. I've had mornings I, you know, I could like more sleep, but I haven't had a bad morning since 2011. So whether it's short motivational videos, maybe it's prayer. Maybe it's a push-up. Whatever it is, find something that works for you that makes you a better person first thing in the morning rather than, and even on your phone. I know who I scroll and what I subscribe to. It's all mm-hmm. about better. Being not just busy or, or inundated, it's about being better. Number two, organize your day. When you get to where you said you were going to be, what do you get to do? Not what you have to do because success is a language. Leadership is a language. So when I crack open my computer or you get to work, I have, I know I have about 15 to 20 things that it takes for me to successfully run my business every day. Okay. Now, so we're not being busy and we're focusing on being better. Make sure the things on your list are your wins as well. Hmm. When I wake up in the morning, when you wake up in the morning, I ask myself, and I say two things to myself. One, let's be great and have some fun today. Mm-hmm. Too many people are being great and not having enough fun. And there's too many people having too much fun and not being great. So let's be great and have some fun. And number two, I ask myself, what's my win for the day? Before my feet hit the ground, I know what my wins are for the day. So when I sit at my computer and I make my list of 15 to 20 things, I make sure that there's a spot for my wins. So I'm crossing off things that are not just busy, but also better and wins. Okay. Number three, I call it relationship building and self-care. At some point midday, you want work-life harmony, you're going to hit the wall. One o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, whatever it is, we all hit it. When that time comes, maybe we remember to eat. You're working so hard. You love. I love what I do. I forget to eat. Maybe you remember to eat. Maybe you eat with someone else. Maybe you take a walk. Relationship building is those people that you say you love so much, your husband, your wife, significant other, you know, your kids, your mom, your dad, what would it really take for you to send a text saying, hey, honey, I hope your day is going as amazing as you are. I love you. Can't wait to see you. 
even if they're in the next room. What would it take to say to your kids, hey, I'm thinking about you. I know you're at school and not supposed to have your phone. I know you have it. Be great and have some fun today. I send that stuff to my wife. Hey, beautiful. I hope your day is as beautiful as you are. It sets your day up. The second half of your day up, great. It also helps your mind because it helps you to return back in more love than you left. And we all have the fastest thumbs in the West. It takes like 20 seconds to send that text. My mom passed in February. You know what I would give to send her one more text? Mm -hmm. 20 seconds, send it. Point number four, how you return home. Mm. No one wants an employee or would hire an employee, and I tell this to leaders all the time, that look as if they would rather be anywhere else, dragging oh. themselves around, TGIFing Monday through Thursday. However, it's so unfortunate that that's how most of us return home. Hmm griping, complaining, moaning about the day. I can't believe this. This was so dumb. You won't believe what happened to me. It's too rainy. It's too hot. You magnify that, compound that day after day, week after week, month after month, decade after decade. What kind of life did you think you were going to have? Whatever you got to do, because for me, I know what it is. For me, maybe it's take a shower at five o'clock, whether you're working remotely or coming home. 15 minute shower, reset. Yeah. I go to the gym three days a week, especially when my kids were younger. They said, Dad, why do we have to go to this gym? I don't like the daycare here. I said, Because I love y'all, but I might strangle you guys. <laughs> <laughs> the gym was the only place that was all about me for an hour. And then I felt refreshed, mm-hmm. second winded. And now I can go and put on my cape and be Superman, super dad, super husband. So whatever you know you need to do to return home great, like a leader, do it and do it and be great. So those people that you care about so much say you need to go do that because I like how you are when you do it. The last point for work-life harmony, I ask myself before I close my eyes every night, five days a week, you can do seven if you like. It's the most powerful question that you could ask yourself to allow you to start living your best life. What was your biggest accomplishment of the day? Mm -hmm. So many people lay in bed, and I hear this a lot from women. The tornado in their head is going, going, going about all of the stuff that didn't get done today and all of the stuff that needs to happen tomorrow. And at no point in time, male or female, Do we pat ourselves on the back from the things that we've accomplished today? What was my biggest accomplishment of the day? And I guarantee you that you will not only have an answer, you'll have more than one. And it allows you to have won the day instead of the day consistently kicking our butts. Yeah. And believe it or not, winning becomes as addictive as losing. Yeah. And it changes your day. Now, when those are the five points. Okay. I write about it in my book. I teach about it in trainings around the world. It will only work when you do it consistently. Again, not when you're motivated on Monday or going to do it sometimes. Do it daily. Because when you add all of that stuff up, how much time does it really take to listen to that short motivational video, do that push-up or whatever it is you're going to do in the morning to organize that list and also organize who you be around. You know the negative Nicks and Nancys. You say hi to everybody, but that's not where you live. Okay. The 20 second text, the intentionality of returning home, 
and then whispering that question to yourself. And here's a tip for a better life. Ask your significant other what their biggest accomplishment of the yeah. day was. What was the best part of their day? Not tell me about your day because they're going to gripe you to death. I guarantee you don't know their answer. I guarantee you don't know your kid's answer. It's amazing what it does. Add up the time. What does it take? We can all do it. Yeah. So there's a there, there's a couple of directions that I want to go here. Uh, the, the first one is... One of the common threads about the people who we've really wanted to have on this show is, is they they have something. And, and what we have distilled it down to is if you're going to be a great leader, if people are going to follow you, if they're going to listen to you, if they're going to take your advice, one, you have to have done it for yourself, which is very, very important. But even more importantly than that is that you're comfortable in this flesh suit that we all wear. When in your life... And what predicated you looking at yourself in the mirror one day and saying, you know, I'm okay with that guy who's looking back at mm. me? I've had periods and I've waved in and out. Now, thank goodness the last wave was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But um, coming out of playing college football, and I played at every level, so coming out of playing college football and really finding my groove with therapy, like that, that was a really good thing. I'm taking my master's. I'm, I'm, I'm invested in it. I've done it for years. And I really felt great, you know, about who I was professionally. Then I started hitting some snags. My, my personal, my personal leadership started to fall off. Okay. So professionally, I was great. Then personally, I started to wane. So I was really good for myself for a little while. And then it was about 35 35 that it really kicked in for me. And I'm 45 now. 35 that it really kicked in for me. I went through a divorce. I looked at myself in the mirror. I told you I kept my eyes wide open. Yep. I was going through a very financially difficult time and it's hard not feeling like a provider. And oh man, it, it, it was a rough, rough time. Uh, however, during that rough time is when I fell in love with me. Oh. It wasn't about what I had. Uh, I had the least that I ever had, and I felt the best about myself because I was open and honest with myself. I accepted who I was for all of the mistakes and the great things. I Not only did I accept it, I acknowledged it. I decided that I was going to do and be better in every realm, and I made a point to do something about it every day. Mm. And as a friend of mine, Justin Shank, He's the founder of the Growth Now movement. He talks about the different pillars of life. And I said, you know, when all of your, your pillars are really going great, it's amazing. So financially, I wasn't where I wanted to be, but I was getting better. Okay. Spiritually, I, you know, I, my wife and I got saved at the same time. You know what I mean? It was, it was awesome. Relationally, it was good. Mentally, we were good. And physically, I was back on track. It was about 35 that it really clicked for me. And it was a decision. And with intention and consistency to live my best life professionally and personally. And, and that's when it really kicked in for me. Okay. You are an unbelievable creator of content. And freaking kudos to that, dude. Like, I mean, the, the books alone, you've contributed to the logos of the greater good of humanity, which I thank you for. But you also create great social media posts and all of that stuff. What has that done for your business? I mean, how has that really helped you evolve into you? Uh, well, that's a great question. And thank you so much. 
One, I, I love creating content. And I told you before, before, when I didn't want to write and I didn't want to speak mm-hmm. and now all I do is do that. I do it because I love it. And I only loved it because I decided to be consistent about it. And to be very honest, I'm scared to stop. I'm scared to stop putting out content and creating because I don't ever want the faucet to stop working. Yeah. Really, I'm very blessed. I don't know how it happens, but I've been blessed that it just comes. Like ideas come, the format comes, and it really flows. And I feel like it's up to me to be consistent with it. Um, The bigger answer to the question is, when I first started my business, I was very selfish with my content. Aha! Uh-huh. Like uh, a lot of entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. you want to create something and then get paid for it right away. Mm-hmm. Well, that rarely works unless you're in Nike or Google or Facebook and everybody already knows who you are and they're willing to buy it and have to buy it because it's right in your face. It doesn't work for entrepreneurs. Yeah. So what I learned was to stop being stingy with my content and just give it away. I call it be the chicken. When you go to the food court and there's the lady standing outside and says, hey, you try this chicken. You eat this chicken. And you don't even want the daggone chicken. But you take it anyway and you say, dang, that's a great piece of chicken. Now you want chicken and you're buying platters for your whole family. (laughs) Be the chicken. Yeah, that's awesome. I I started, you know, one, I came up with the content. Mm -hmm. I encourage you, you create content, come up with a schedule. So you're creating out of honor, not stress. Sure. I love doing what I like to do. I don't like being stressed about anything I have to do. I don't like that. So create enough content that you could create a library. Know what days a week or what is what's going out. So every month I already know what's going out. I know what's going out. I know what's going out so I can create stress-free being able to give that away, I think is the new way of marketing. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. You just said that I can picture that chicken. I'm sorry. I'm really fixated on my mouth just started watering when you said be the chicken and explain that. But I like the consistency. So consistency, super important. Planning is vital. This is where most entrepreneurs and business owners fall down, right? Mm -hmm. They just think that that they're going to get the muse and they're going to be able to create content. But that's not how any of us do it. We have plans. We have systems in place to make sure that we execute on all of those. Now, my final question for you is very simple, which is, what should I have asked you? Hmm. Wow. That's a fantastic question. What should you have asked me? Hmm. I really don't know. That, that's, a, that's a really tough question. What should you have asked me? Um, the best way that, uh, I guess we kind of talked about it. The best way that people can live their dream. I find that so many people have a dream. The goal is not to die with it. <laughs> nice. You know? <laughs> The goal is not to die with it. I I don't mind it evolving over time. I just don't want to end this life. And I don't want you guys listening, ending your life saying, I wish I could have and I should have. My real answer to that is whatever, let your epiphanies become your reality. Wow. Okay. We all have these epiphanies, these thoughts that pop into your mind and they can be billion dollar ideas, or it's an idea that significantly enhances your relationship, your life, your, you know, your parenting, whatever it is, we're all hit with them from time to time. Don't ignore it. Don't let your busy beat you because everybody's going to be busy. So what? 
So what? Get over being busy and focus on being better. When that epiphany happens, find out what you want to do about it. And it doesn't have to be the biggest thing in the world. It could be a baby step. Mm. Whatever step you take, do it and do it consistently and more steps are coming. More things will become easier. Your life will start to change. And the people who are now speaking your language or at that level with you, okay, they're going to flock to you because you're going to become like this beacon. There are some other people in your life right now that they didn't have the courage to start doing what you're doing, but they're attracted to what you're doing. So they'll follow. And then there's some people in your life right now that aren't ready. And that's okay. Your job isn't to get everybody ready. Your job is two things. One, to still be there when they get ready. Can you still be great when the non-ready get ready? Even professionally, not everybody's going to buy your product right away. Can you still exist as a business when the not ready get ready? Because you're never going to be more, you're never going to be as inexpensive as you are now. So when the people who don't are not ready now, they get ready, it's going to cost more. Okay. The other thing is that we have to be careful when you make this evolution, whether it is professionally, but this is what I'm talking about personally. When you make that evolution and you let your epiphany starts to become your life and your truth, be mindful not to let your evolution elevate your ego. You start growing, you start changing, you start evolving. Be careful not to look down on people who aren't ready yet. Because that was just you not too long ago. Get consistent with whatever, whatever your epiphany, your dream, your vision is going to be. Do something about it daily. You'll attract the right people. And those people that aren't ready, be careful not to let your evolution elevate your ego and you'll be just fine. Now, I'm sure there's lots of people who want to reach out to you. So, Andre, what is the best way for people to reach out to you to either buy your books, hire you as a speaker, bring you in for leadership training, or just be able to interact with you? What, what's the best way for them to reach out? My uh, website is probably the easiest because it's a one-stop shop. Everything that you mentioned is right there, and it's mm-hmm. at youevolvingnow.com. So Y-O-U, evolvingnow.com. You can also email me at Andre, so it's A-N-D-R-E, at youevolvingnow.com. The last thing I'd really like to share is uh, if you like this, let me live in your pocket five days a week. My team just updated our app. It's called Y-E-N, for you evolving now, Y-E-N Push. You allow the notifications, and there's a leadership video once a week. There's a quote from me once a week. There's a question of the week once a week and more. So those are the greatest ways to get in contact with me. I look forward to chatting with you, and I hope you reach out. Thanks, Andre. This was fantastic, man. We covered a lot of ground and I really, really appreciate it. And we'll make sure that we have all of those links into the the show notes. Now, as I wrap up today's show, there's a couple of things that really jumped out of me. One, it's harmony, not balance. Can't, that's so powerful. And, And honestly, creating you right? And part of your evolution does take a plan. And that's not just from the world of marketing, but that's just from the world of life, right? Making it so that you know what your next steps are. If you don't know what those are, whether that's in content creation, writing a book, running your business, running your personal life, running your professional life, spiritual life, if you don't have some sort of level of organization, then really what's going to end up happening is you're just going to kind of be blown in the wind. And well, uh, for I, me, I share something with yeah, that, go ahead, yeah. go ahead. I call it your vision and vision factors. Oh, 
most people have a vision, some people don't. So whatever your vision is for whether it's your relationship professionally, what's your vision? The problem with having a vision is that most people stop there. Because if having a vision of being a millionaire was enough, then everybody would wake up with a million dollars in their account tomorrow and everything be fine. Yeah, It's not how it works. So have your vision. Now get the shovel out a little bit more. And here's the vision factors. What are the three to five things that when you do them consistently, the vision takes care of itself? Professionally, my vision is to be the best in the world in my space of leadership and work-life harmony and become wealthy in time and money in a business that I run with concepts I create. That's my vision. Sounds nice. Does nothing for me. The vision factors. When I do these three things consistently, when I create great content, when I network appropriately, and when I maintain passive income opportunities, those are the three things I need to do for the vision to come true. I spend no time focused on my vision. I spend all my time doing the vision factors. Once you know your vision and vision factors, it becomes easier to know what to say yes and no to. Somebody brings you an opportunity. Hey, let's do this. Let's do that. When it doesn't align, you get to say, hey, look, this is my vision. This is my vision factors. Right now, we're not aligned. Maybe in six months, maybe next year or not right now. Boom. They don't like your no, but they dad won't respect it. Or you get to say, yes, this aligns great. And, and now we move forward. So whatever your vision is, whatever your dream is, I challenge you today. What's, this is your homework. What are your vision factors? Once you know them, you'll never unknow them and they can evolve over time or how you do them evolves over time. When you have them, it's amazing. I look at mine every morning mm-hmm. on my mirror. Yep. Spoken like a true coach there. You, you all got homework. That doesn't always happen on the show. And take it seriously. Do the work. Do the work. If you do the work, amazing things happen. And if you do the work and there's a plan surrounding the work and there's an like a, almost like a finish line or that vision idea, oh my God, amazing things happen. So for Andre, for all of us here at Proudmouth, this is Matt Haller, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Thank you for listening to Be Your Own Loud, where we reverse engineer success to help you accelerate your influence and break free from the torment of sales. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to our podcast, share with others in your company or profession, follow us on social media. This podcast is brought to you by Proudmouth, the Influence Accelerators. Visit us at Proudmouth.com and join our Influence Accelerator Academy for free to enhance your marketing mindset and know-how.